1: many rate hikes is too many rate hikes that is the question oh well, that's one of the questions here uh good morning everyone welcome to pre-market prep spencer israel here i got joel i got dennis and we got action action this morning action yesterday uh give the market credit uh or uh, you know I'll, let's not give the market let's give the writers credit the writers of this season of the stock market. Uh, I don't know where they came up with this stuff, but they are on fire because there is a lot to discuss here. We had James Bullard coming out, just dropping grenades yesterday. We had a, an earnings report leak. Well, part of it leaked, and then the whole thing leaked, which like almost never happens um, with a firm. We got to talk about Zillow. We got to talk about uh, what else is on my list? Under Armour. Uh, we're going to talk rates. We're going to talk uh, uh, HubSpot. We got Paula Monica on from CNN Business been too long since we've had paul on the show so very excited to get him back on in about 13 or so minutes so good morning everyone in the chat good morning zen bullish patrick crank chris shizzy what's up everyone can't say hi to all of you there are too many to acknowledge but i i, I see you i love you welcome let's start the show here's our new intro Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel O'Connor. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. i have bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Oh, Let's fix the end of that intro. It ends so suddenly. Joel, good morning. Uh, how are we doing out there? Let's, get your, let's share your charts, please, because we have uh, a lot happening. I am a little bit surprised at you, Joel. I thought for sure he's going to ask me, Spencer, what happened at 7.15 today? But you didn't ask me what happened at 7.15, so I, I, I don't know what happened at 7.15. All I know is we started going higher for some reason.
0: Yeah, we did a uh, choppy overnight no. session. Uh, we closed. We fell off. We got bullered. Uh We hit a good level on the downside. If you were staying up and you were waiting for Wednesday's low and 56 in a queue, you got filled 54 and a half. Um, on the upside, I love when the market does this. I love when it just gives you that closing price, and that is the high right now, just a couple ticks above it. Ninety seven fifty is the close, ninety-eight the pre-market high. So question remains for the day. Do we go green and work our way back in the forty five hundred handle? Or test the low of the week so far, uh, which is at fifty six and a quarter. So that's all set up that way. Or we could just chop around and drive everyone absolutely crazy and do nothing on the day. Uh, crude up around. a buck forty four at ninety one thirty two. Uh, gold down four seventy eighteen thirty two seventy. Silver down fifty cents at twenty three oh two. You have uh, Bitcoin. Man, that old re- old support, new resistance area is huge. Uh, we're down five sixty at forty three six twenty, and Ethereum futures are they're flat, down a buck fifty. Good morning, Triple D. I know, like when right when Triple D picks up in the morning in the pre pre market show, <laughs> you can tell what kind of morning he's.
2: he's he, he, I got a scrambling morning. He's he's, <laughs> he's harshing my vibe here this morning. <laughs> he's- What's wrong? Am I bad today? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's Friday. I'm I, just I,
2: busy today. You're I'm not you're, a bad mood, just a busy mood.
0: All right, you you see, like you're, the guys on the floor, just to let you know, yeah. in the whole history of the floor, yeah. every floor in the world, no one made any money. No floor. <laughs> no, no, no broker, I know that's the way. No it local. Works. No one no, ever in the I bright know. office. I know. No one ever makes money.
2: No. Maybe. It's opposite of Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the exact Maybe. opposite of Twitter. Everybody on the floor is complaining. Everybody on Twitter is bragging. So I guess yeah. all the floor traders are now just Twitter, and the Twitter traders are the ones that make all the money. Yeah. Nobody on the floor makes money. Yeah, or,
0: or 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 I I broke even. Yeah. I battled back and I broke even. Yeah. We, I, know. I, know, know, I haven't, haven't seen those days.
1: We, we haven't mentioned the Dennis Hare indicator for quite some time on this show, but it is it, it bad? No, it's not I mean it's not like super neat. It's not bad, but it's not like, you know, I don't know.
2: It's okay. Oh no. Um so let, I don't let's have bad hair. let's recap what I happened know yesterday concerning about that.
1: Let's recap what happened yesterday because it was a bit of a crazy day. So we get that CPI number and I, if you're watching at the close I'm, yesterday I'm going to just go through what I did yesterday. So we we got that hot CPI number, market market goes down. Uh, and then what happens at the open? We just rallied. Unbelievable. Because rally. we're going to rally. That's what we do. Apparently. That's what we're we do, just, yeah. So rip some buy dips. And then, well, what time was it again? Or was it was it 1247? 1247. 1247. Thank you, Joel. Uh, word gets around that uh James Bullard, president of the St. Louis Fed, um, uh, said, yeah. He always said a few things. One of them was like, yeah, we should probably do a half-point rate hike um, soon. Intermeeting. Soon. And oh, by the way, we should also do an intermeeting rate hike where... um maybe raise rates tomorrow because we feel like it. Uh, That's that's the implication of that. So you don't know what an rate hike is. It just means, you know, usually when the Fed makes changes to their policies, they stick to their own meeting schedule. They meet in March, they meet in June, in September, and in December, and they don't really do anything in between those meetings. And uh, intermeeting just says, yeah, we may just decide to just, you know, wake up and YOLO. Raise hikes on a Wednesday. Uh, Raise rates on a on a Wednesday because, what? Because we can. Or, or he said they should consider it. Is, is what he said. So what? Easy Mike had the stat. There hasn't been a intermediate rate hike since the eighties or whatever, yeah. like eighty seven or or something like that. So,
2: um, yeah. When he throws that out there, the market's like, whoa, wait a minute, that was unexpected. I mean just talk but just show the action from yesterday all together Joel. get the spooze chart up there because it was one of the most ridiculous days that we have seen in a long time and if you're buying dips and selling rips and shorting rips and buying dips you were banking coin yesterday huge coin it was just an absolute ridiculous move so i come in and I haven't had any swing longs in for a while, but we know I said it on Twitter. I bought uh, I bought nine swing longs, lots of growth Kathy type names, including Arc itself, uh, about three oh. days ago because I could kind of feel like um, I thought that the Peloton Catalyst was something to really kickstart the growth names again because if you know, like I said, if you're gonna have a dumpster fire quarter and you're gonna buy that stock up thirty percent with that. Um, it makes me think that they're going to start bouncing and all those other names. So I went three days ago, um, in my long term or not, my in my swing chain portfolio, I bought AMC, I think around 15 and a half, I bought ARKK around 72, um, and a bunch beyond meat. I bought, Whoa. I was like, wow. I bought all the dogs of dogs in the swing chain portfolio just because he could kind of, I'm like, if they're going to rip Peloton. I'm going to buy all the crap, all the data. So I dashed for trash, put on nine swing longs. I've had zero swing longs on for the majority of 2022. I'm always day trading. I'll buy and sell, you know, beyond meter, you know, day trade stuff. But these were like swing trade longs. I think, you know, I can make five, 10, 15% on these in a hurry. And I I, I bought everything, you know, all those retail. So there was like nine of them. And I got rid of the only one I had sold prior to yesterday's jobs uh, or yesterday's CPI data was AMC. The one you shouldn't have sold. Yeah, and I shouldn't have sold it. And I was regretting it, you know, obviously later. But then they pulled the rug out from under it. And I got like ARKK. And. 72 take it up to 77 and i'm looking at it just get crushed <laughs> and i'm like holy so i had snuck out of a, a few things that's why i was busy at 8 30 i snuck out of a few on the number i was able to somehow sneak out of the beyond meat almost blackly i can it immediately when that cpi data came out but there was still like five swing longs i was stuck with what do they do they give you the gift of all gifts and we rally the whole dang thing back a half an hour after the open so i'm like Arc sold 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 so i sold out of every single one of my swing longs into that rally the gift rally of gifts of all gifts and i'm like okay market's flat i'm out of all my swing longs let's just digest and see what happens so (laughs) anyways then the Bullard comments come out everything tanks back like i don't know i just sold all this stuff up five six seven percent all this stuff is back to where i bought it three days ago a lot of these stocks like should i rebuy them all like, no, so I didn't. I didn't rebuy any swing longs, but just to sum up, this is the type of market that you got to take the gains while you got them because if you don't take them, the market takes them away from you. This is not an investing market right now, it's not a type of market where, oh, I'm gonna buy and I'm gonna look at the stock three months later, I'm gonna make 20%. That was 2020. This is 2022. This is completely different. This is like you get your five to seven, eight, 10% gainers. You run and you move on to the next trade. You wait for your next setup. You don't just jump in because it's dipping. You wait till you have stabilization, a catalyst, and a setup. I had three things going for those swing longs. I made money. I was nine for nine. I made money on every single one of them. But the reason was I had a catalyst. A catalyst was Peloton. Peloton. I had stabilization in all of those stocks and in ARKK itself, even if you bring up the ARKK. And, uh, that's all you really needed. So I was like, I'm gonna get take a shot here and see if we get some follow through and see if the Peloton spreads. And it did. I like get spread, you know, per, fairly quickly. I mean, AMC. Don't kid yourself. You know, you can say maybe other things. Oh, it was the popcorn. It was Peloton that kickstarted that. It was like the shorts got scared. So I went to all the high short interest stocks, and that's what the one thing they all had in common was I was looking at what has fairly really high short interest. That's what I want to be long right now. So now that's changed. Again, that's changed here, just because we got Bullard here. So now I got to reevaluate. No swing longs on right now. Obviously, there's always day trades, and if you're day trading, buying dips, selling rips, shorting rips, buying dips, rinse, repeat, make money. But I mean, if you're chasing moves, you're on the wrong side of these trades. You know, Dusty, you, you
0: used to do used to do some swing trade short. I will sometimes. Yeah. I really... And, and and I will too. And I like, I, I served you. Oh, off yeah, i sure I do
2: swing trade shorts too. Yeah, but not in a while. Well, we yeah. haven't really. Yeah, it. It no, I've had a few on. I've had the odd one on, but it okay. depends on. It's harder to short stocks. It's. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like and sit here and say, it's you not know, easy. It, and on the arbitrage perspective, I'm always shorting stocks. I literally have like 25 shorts overnight on right now, but I'm but hedged with hedged. other stuff. Yeah, But the timing of shorting is difficult because, and especially in, in bearish type markets, because if you rip off face rallies, like, I mean, think about yesterday, you could have been short stocks and saying, yeah, the 7.5%, and then you watch all your gains from your shorts evaporate on nothing. There was nothing other than buy the dip, that 30 to 45 minute rally we had after the open was on nothingness, on pure stupidity, really, is what it was. Because they were just ignorant to the data. The market was just like, nah, it doesn't matter. We're full on risk. And, you know, and, and I, I I don't totally understand why, but you could kind of feel that it could potentially happen. And that's why I said, even at the open, I said, you know, I'm stuck in a few trades, but I think we could get a bounce after yeah. the open. I'm going to sell into that bounce. I didn't think we we're going back flat. I thought we we're going to get a we bounce. It actually where, went
0: green. That's unbelievable. We, we, went, we went green by six. Such we, we a we gift. We Such were down you, yeah. 60 handles. Yeah. We went green by six handles. Yeah. We came within two points of the pre-market high. And then it had, you know, like the, the spools will have their moves, have their moves. And then there was like a quit before it got bullard. You could tell some, some people really came in heavy uh, before. And then those comments came out, and it was a free for all. Very, very difficult. Yeah,
1: I, I just have a quick thing, and then I, I do have to hop because sure. I, I have to call. I have to go p- call Paul and Monica, and then I'll come back. But I, I forgot to mention in my opening spiel that, and I hate how the Fed does this. They, they, they don't. They don't issue press releases, but they they just update their website. And they did announce a, a closed door, uh, board meeting for this Monday. So um, Monday at eleven thirty, they're gonna the FOMC is gonna meet and uh, or. Do- oh, that makes
0: it fun going home long. But again, over the, the, weekend. the
1: way they announce this, they, they don't like. It's not a press release. It, it's just, it, it's just on the website, which is annoying. So unless you're like scraping the website for updates, you don't, you don't see it. Uh, but anyway, Monday uh, uh, they, cl- they called an emergency uh, meeting, and uh, I guess we'll find out what's going to happen there. But uh, I let me hop though. I'll be right back. I'm gonna go Paul, call Paul and Monica, and I'll be, I'll be back with him. So you guys talk amongst yourselves, and I'll be back.
0: All right. Um, where, where do you want to go from here? Well, you want... no, let's just talk the overall market. So what's okay. next?
2: I mean, cool. we recapped everything that happened, which was absolutely insane. But what now? So you sit here and you think, well, it wanted to go risk on. The market wanted to go risk on. But now we have new information and Bullard. It literally was Bullard. The whole sell off was Bullard. We probably would have closed green and, you know, continued rallying because the market wanted to go risk on. Is the bullard comments enough to change the sentiment towards risk on? I don't know if we have the answer for that. Let's see what happens today. I would say it's very important that the spy holds the 447.20, the low from yesterday, because you put in a perfect double top the day before on spy. I know even if you look at futures, you won't see that, but on spy, you will. 457.80, no, you'll years, see it in the futures. Too, man. You'll see it in that the was futures. a major reversal we had on new information that they. Fed could be a lot more aggressive than maybe we would give them credit for. And if that's the case, I don't want to be engrossed. So I think I'd just let this day digest. I'm not planning on buying anything for the long-term account, not planning on buying anything for the swing trading account. Gonna do some of my day trading, buying rip, sell rips, selling dips, shorting rips, buying dips, but it's hard to call this market anything more than two minutes out. Actually, All right. you know like that's why the day trading is so consistent because it's short-term calls guys it's like okay we got I, some momentum going i, I want to interrupt yeah. you because i do have Paula monica yeah here let's get him on
1: the phone uh Paula monica joining us now uh digital correspondent cnn business paul what's up how we doing
3: good thanks how you guys doing yeah pretty crazy market isn't it
1: fun it-
0: yeah. Yeah. One of kind my of favorite favorite followers on Twitter or yeah, that I follow Paula Monica from CNN digital correspondent here. Uh, what do you think of the yo-yo market? I mean, do you, do you feel like you're about to tweet something that's relevant and then you, you look up and you're about to tweet it and you're like, that's not relevant anymore. How, how are you keeping up with the momentum? <laughs>
3: yeah, it is uh fast and furious, so to speak. Uh, Yeah, I think we're right now in this somewhat painful adjustment period that hopefully will end soon in the sense that we went from just a few months ago thinking that the market, that the Fed would raise rates a couple of times this year, maybe two or three, to now maybe they have to raise rates at every meeting and they might have to do half point hikes, like inflation is hopefully going to finally start to subside. But yesterday's CPI number shows clearly that hasn't happened yet.
0: So what about the, uh, so, I mean, from an investment standpoint, I mean, you look at different sectors and everyone was just all geared up, you know, for the growth rally at at the beginning of the year. And I think the people got tilted. And now in February, they gave us a little bit, little bit more of a jump start. I mean, just from you know, mm-hmm. your overall perspective, from the earnings season and whatnot. I mean, is there is there any hope for the for that sector, for the growth tech sector, or growth stocks?
3: Oh no, definitely. I think you just have to be opportunistic and look at individual companies. I think what this year's market action is is showing everyone is that. Blindly betting on a sector, especially when it's Fang, which isn't even a sector. It's just a cute acronym. Not every company in every sector is going to be doing the same thing, either doing well or doing poorly. And part of that is just competition. Disney, for example, had great numbers for streaming. Netflix's guidance for subscribers was lousy, and part of that's probably due to competition. And then you look at, uh, you know, some of the other things, you know, Facebook, everyone thought, okay, well, tech is dead because Meta's earnings were so bad. But Amazon the next day came out with great numbers. And Apple and Google Owner Alphabet have had good numbers. So I think we need to remember that people like Warren Buffett, who Dave Portnoy made fun of a few years ago as being, you know, out of touch, guys like him are still... You know pretty valuable to be able to pick individual companies as opposed to just making blind bets on a sector or the broader market.
2: I mean, I mean, it's a great point you're making. There's probably two, you know, real ways to play this market. One is you take a 30 year time horizon, you buy good companies at reasonable valuations, and you look back over time and you kill everyone. Over the long haul, in the short run, there's people like Portnoy who are going to make fun of you because, oh, you're underperforming right now because you're not taking advantage of all the FOMO and the Kathy growth names that took off 200%. But just the course of time, Berkshire Hathaway sits here right near the all-time highs just unbelievable right the the other way you can play it is really short-term trading where you know Mm -hmm. and obviously that's difficult I do it but you know it's Mm -hmm. um you know you got to treat it as a business more or less than anything but if you're just randomly trying to like if you mix the two is where you seem to get into trouble and you know where you're like okay I'm gonna be a trader but oh no this isn't working out for me well it'll come back eventually that's where I think you get into trouble so I mean, so the question just coming back to you is, you you know, when you're looking at this market and you see the whipsaw action, you see everything happening, like, what do you do? I mean, I'm sure you've got long-term investments too, Paul. Like, how do you take, like, what do you think? What's the best approach here?
3: Yeah, well, honestly, I mean, full disclosure as a uh, financial journalist who covers this for a living, I really have strict policies about what I can and can't do. So pretty much everything I own is long-term in my 401k accounts. I've got you know some diversified ETFs as well. But the only stocks that I own, I own Abbott and AbbVie because my wife was uh, gifted some shares of the old Abbott Labs before they split AbbVie off from a relative who passed away a couple of years ago. And then I own AT&T. It's my parent company. So based on how things look to be going with the merger, I'll eventually own shares of the new Warner Brothers Discovery, as well as uh, AT&T. You know, I really do think that for the long haul, if you can afford to have time on your side, which admittedly not everyone can, you should just sit tight. I mean, if you were in a S&P 500 fund, in 2000 when the dot com bubble burst and held on to it obviously the S&P 500's up sharply from 2000 levels and it's up from 2008 levels like we are going to have more volatility more dips and eventually another bear market i mean but when's that next bear going to be that's hard to say cuz we we it wasn't a long one but we just had a bear market in 2020 because of covid so some people think that what's happening now is just going to be a correction and not the start of another bear for you know many more years but who knows the fed might force us into that if they raise rates too aggressively (laughs)
2: what's what's the best way to take that long-term approach though i mean it's so hard we get all get caught up in the headlines we get caught up looking you know here's bullard and the market you know gets torpedoed Mm -hmm. for two percent yesterday do you just not watch any of it just blindly buy close your eyes and hope we're higher in 25 years like i don't know (laughs) I'm asking for myself too because I've never been a great investor. I'm a pretty good trader, but I never have. I've always, I always trade out of my, I always get nervous with the headlines. Uh,
3: If you are trading, then it's a different story. But if you are investing for the long term, even though this is, so to speak, talking against my own book, I want as many people going to CNN business as possible, you can probably drown out the noise and you don't need to be on top of the daily headlines. I mean, guys like Warren Buffett are not making investment moves based on one Fed meeting. But that being said, I think what people are making a mistake sometimes is that, you know, Kathy Wood is was praised for her growth stock investments a couple of years ago, and now she's being criticized. I think what we have all learned is that you just can't be concentrated in one sector. And that's the thing, like, you know, there's nothing wrong per se with a lot of the companies that ARK has invested in. It's just that there's probably too much concentration in such a small group of risky companies. I mean, even Buffett, you know, has started to dip his toe with a small investment in Amazon. Apple's his largest holding. So clearly, he's no longer in the mindset that you should just own banks and stodgy industrials. Uh, you just have to be diversified. I think that's really the key thing that people had forgotten when they were chasing meme stocks and other momentum trades.
2: It was just so easy. I mean, 2020, you know, if you just bought anything, it was going up yeah like it it was just and and then and and then it's kind of like the perfect storm because people were quitting their jobs and they were you know and obviously we were struggling with COVID. people staying at home they're like well i can quit my job and just be a day trader the full time and i'm I'm gonna kill it and i mean it it was an environment that allowed that to happen but then you know you get to 2021 it's like oh, a lot of stuff's coming down now you're in 2022 in a completely different environment i bet a lot of those people maybe are like maybe i should go get that job back i mean it, it almost fooled us into thinking that this is really easy.
3: Yeah, and I think when you look at the jobs numbers that we got recently, that there may be an element of that happening. We're finally starting to see the labor force participation rate climb. Uh, jobs gains were incredibly strong. And I think there is a certain element of people who may have been out of the workforce in 2000 2001 because of what was happening to the economy due to COVID, they may have now realized that okay things are turning around, albeit slowly. Because of Omicron, we're having you know two steps forward, one step back type of economic uh, activity. But you know we're no longer in an environment where there's a lot of easy, free money, stimulus checks from the government to day trade with. So I think some people realize that oh yeah, a nine to five or whatever type job might not be the worst thing in the world if you are done, you know, day trading AMC.
0: Paul, before I let you go, I got to ask you how the little buzzes are doing. I know uh, through the pandemic and stuff, you did the homeschooling and uh, I, you know, usually see updates on them. How are they doing? They're back at school. They're back on their normal. There's little you. buzzes
3: doing good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Back at school. I, that was uh, one of the reasons why I'm doing this on my phone, as opposed to video, is I was just walking back from, Bringing the little one to school, so yeah, all all good. We're uh, kind of settling into the new normal that new normal nice great. America is now. Right.
1: All
0: right.
3: Well, Let's thanks, for, thanks all, for coming on. All vaccinated, all good.
1: Awesome, Paul. It's been too long since we, since we've had you on, Paul and Monica. CNN business. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thank you. All right. Uh, it, it has been a while since we've had Paul on the show. Uh, for people who don't know, he's been coming on our show for like six years. Uh, yeah, yeah since and, weekend, and, and we are we are always open two suggestions. If you want to see a guest, you can put it in the chat, but you'll have a better uh, likelihood of, of us seeing it. If you email us, you can email shows at Benzington.com. You can email premarket at Benzington.com. Those emails go to all of us here, and uh, let us know who you want us to see. Who you want to see on the show. Do you know who
0: brought um, originally who brought us him and some of our other really good guests? I, I Yeah, I have an idea who you're going to say. Who? You're gonna say Brianna. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Brianna,
1: Brianna w- w- was the me before me. Yeah, she couldn't she could have put up. with this, though. she couldn't she she put up with that. She could not put up with that. All right. Let's talk about some individual stocks for yeah, one okay. on this show. Let's go yeah. back to let's go back on the topics. Let's go up to a firm. This, oh. this was madness yesterday. Uh it's one thing to have like it's one thing to have uh, an accidental tweet that teases your earnings. It's an, another to have the whole earnings report leak. And it's another to have both those things happen within a couple hours. Because that's what yeah. a, a firm did yesterday. They had a tweet go out by mistake yeah, that somebody yeah. screenshotted that, that teased. It was a really good report. The stock popped. Uh, that was quickly deleted. And then the actual report leaked like an hour and a half later. And um, not only was it. Let's uh, just say it wasn't a terrible report, but it was by no means an amazing report. I'll give you the, the numbers right now on a firm. Their earnings per share came in uh, lighter than estimates. They lost more money than people thought they were going to lose. They lost fifty-seven cents per share last quarter versus a estimate of a thirty-four cent loss. Sales uh, was was okay, three sixty-one versus three twenty-eight million dollars. But their losses are widening. If you go back and look uh, the past, they've only been public for for a year now. Um, but if you go back and look at their EPS over that year, the losses are widening, and um, it, it's 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 not it's not great.
2: This quarter was not good. I mean, that guidance is not good either. You've got these. The guidance, nosebleed. Was, the guidance
1: was okay. The guidance was in, in line with expectations. It's
2: not good enough, though. And, and uh, you've got these nosebleed valuation stocks in this environment. You got to blow the guidance away. We got companies blowing it away and going down. Yeah, that's so. When you come in and line. And you're supposed to be a growth company and you've run up into the quarter. And I mean, they ran up into this quarter to the tune of $48 on January 27th. Two weeks later, this thing was kissing 83 bucks. You were talking about a stock that was up over 60% into the quarter, running up 60%. And then they come out, they screw up the release, comes out during the day. The, and the report's no good. They pulled the rug out from under this thing, and it was deserved. And man, did they ever pull the rug out from under this thing. It goes to show you, it makes my point for me, is that we are not yeah. 2020 anymore. This is the environment where when you get up 30 40 50% in a stock, you take the money and run. Because you know what? If you don't, the market takes away from you in two seconds. It took two weeks for it to run up 60%, which is an incredible move in itself, and took two minutes to give it all back. This environment is very hard to invest in right now. Do I think a firm's bouncing back to 80 today? I do not. Should it be down another 10%? Maybe. Yesterday's low, very important $50, but terrible report, terrible release. Not the environment to screw up. So
0: this is such a, well, first of all, the interday trading, Dennis, you've talked about this for a long time right as far as like the volatile, you know the, the market makers stepping in front of you this is just you know what a rug pull you're long 100 shares at 75 bucks theoretically and then you know boom you're out of it so tough start to trade i don't know what it's going to do today but it's look how quiet this is right now look at this since that 4 a.m open no one knows what the hell to do in this stock um, I would just say if they, <laughs> if they shake this 50, oh man, I I just, I think there was another, I wouldn't like It'll get all, I wouldn't get all crazy. Like if this took out 50, I wouldn't be like, oh, this thing's going to 40. I, I would be careful because it, if, you know, like it's going to 45, it's going to 40, it's going to 35. I would just give it in, I, I'm not saying to go longer or anything, but if they do slam it under 50, and it hits like 48.17, that's your January low. Then it comes back up like through that 50, you're gonna, I, you know, this thing could really rip. So very, that's just, very,
2: uh, very difficult to control that. the risk on this stock yes. right now. I probably will not touch it because it will be very difficult to control the risk. You'll get stopped out on everything on this. This thing will look like it'll open, look like it's taken out 50, go down to 49, then pop to 55 to take out every single person that played through the breakdown. Then it pull the rug out from under those people too. Maybe go down to 53, 50. Who knows? This thing can go anywhere it wants. You might as well go to the roulette wheel, put it on red or black, and I'll just tell you, if you're using stops on this, you're almost guaranteed to lose money because you're probably going to get stopped out of everything. Tough stock to trade.
1: Yeah, uh, well, let's go to another. not
2: always, but today. I'm just saying a firm's not a tough it, it, when it's moving and it's predictable. But when you have a thirty point drop and then you get a ten percent move down here again, it, it's tough to trade something like that. And, and so a, look for easier trades.
1: A, a reminder, and Joel mentioned this before on the pre-pre show, on the pre-show, which is like a firm is in a lot of ways it is tied to Peloton, right? Because a lot of people finance their Pelotons using a firm. Um, that's like the most common way people pay for the thing, right? So, um, in some hope respects, hope they have some other customers. <laughs> I hope so, too, Joel. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's move on here. Let's go to uh, from one challenging stock to another. Let's go to Zillow. Uh, the, the, talk about a low bar. Uh, the, I, you would you would have thought that the expectations were were below the floor for this one because uh, I thought the report they was were. Like, was fine, but when you consider the fact that they had the whole eye buying experiment kind of blow up in their face and they're, they're winding that down, uh, No, I guess no one was really sure what to expect here, but uh, you can see the stock up this morning and the earnings were, were okay. Uh, let me read you the high-level numbers here. Sales came in uh, well above estimates, actually. $3.88 billion versus a $2.78 billion estimate. So they beat on the sales number uh, and the let me give you some some other numbers here from the from the report. I have uh, Zillow offers revenue uh, up substantially year over year, three point three billion compared to three hundred million in the same period a year ago. Um, what I mean that's the majority of their revenue right there. They have made significant progress in their efforts to wind down their eye buying business, selling homes faster than we anticipated. At better unit economics than we projected. Hey, now. All right. So they're winding down that faster than expected. Good to know. And uh, what
2: else do we have here? I think that's basically it. Dennis, I'm surprised. Did this make comb the
0: ditch portfolio?
2: No, it didn't. It should have, though. <laughs> but actually, it wouldn't have worked out that well because they really didn't move. Um, but it didn't move tell the report. Right. I, I don't know. Like, It it, it, Spencer's exactly right. There was a very low bar here. It got over the low bar. It's popping. Again, are we in the environment where a stock that goes up 10% goes up 20%? No, we're not. But is this thing oversold? Could it do that? It could. It's not an easy pitch to hit either. Just take you to the Twilio report, though. Because just to show you how difficult it is for the chasers here. TWLO was up 55 points yesterday. 55 points. It was up 20% at one time in the pre-market, and it opened up like 20%. They pulled the rug out from under that and gave the whole thing back. So it's tough to chase stocks. I'm not saying Zillow's going to do that, but I'm saying I've learned the hard way that when I chase a stock in this environment up 12, 15, 20%, I'm usually on the wrong side of the trade. So is it going to give it back? Nobody knows, and it is oversold. It could squeeze farther. There's a lot of variables in here but it's still not the market to chase in.
0: Uh, If you were looking on this pop, if you were looking for a daily high, you would have been looking for 59.33 and you got left out in the cold because you barely got over 59, Uh, actually 59.08. So right now, right now you got someone perched at 56. They don't care about 57, 58 or 59. They're trying on right now. They're trying to load on the strength in at 56. So I'd keep an eye on that shorter term resistance. And then. This fifty-five, it, it it's holding. I mean, I'd I'd make it a one-star support number. I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't lean on that for anything. Maybe if you had a short to try and buy it there. But uh, but what I will say, and this is going long-term, and I don't know who the winner is, but you know, the real estate market's going to change. Uh, as far these brokerages, it's just like the stock market when everyone's paying these exorbitant. Uh, commissions and stuff. That's the same way it is in the real estate market. There's a transition going on uh, in the brokerage industry. I don't know who's going to, you know, which one of these companies, Redfin or Zillow or Open Door, but, you know, rates are, you know, if the bro- it's going to force the brokers to do something, a bullish the sector, I'm not on any of the stocks, but I do think you're seeing a, definitely a transformation in the real estate industry.
1: Uh, I got a, a text from uh, my mom last night. She goes, "Hey, do I still own Zillow?" Because she saw the 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 earnings, and I went no. <laughs> No, you know she's a
2: long-term investor when she don't know if she owns
1: No, them. you don't. You don't own it anymore. Uh we sold it at like sixty. So <laughs> I think they're starting to lose
0: patience with me a little oh, bit. Oh, is that another trade you did in your mom's count? You're gonna yeah, send her yeah, she's gonna sold, get in trouble for it. it? I
1: told my dad yeah. to sell I told my dad to sell Peloton at twenty and then it rips to forty. So what the heck do I know here? <laughs> um, <laughs> you dad listen
0: to pre Nobody they, they knows have, anything.
1: No one knows. So let, let's move on to a few more of these. HubSpot and Under Armour oh, are two geez. that I want to get to. HubSpot crushed it last night. Their earnings beat, their sales beat, their guidance. Uh, EPS guidance beat their sales guidance beat uh, for the quarter and for the year everything there was above estimates
2: for HubSpot everything Twilio part two (laughs) (laughs) I do hear you say that (laughs) and I don't know if it's going to happen but now I'm just playing you know odds and I'm not saying I'm coming in and shorting the hell out of it but if I was long this thing and I just got a 60 point gift here on the earnings report I wouldn't be adding to it. I'd be like, thank you very much. I'll take the 62 points, and I'll move on to the next trade. So take the money and run. It's Good bid, song. though. Good it's song. bid. It
0: Someone's strong. Someone. It's bid. It's bid at 62, up 63, 54. Only 15,000 shares traded. Two levels on the up. Well, you're going to get your pre-market high, whatever that is, at 929 and 59 seconds. But, man, could you be licking your chops here at like 609? That was uh the high on January fourth. And then <laughs> the next high is six fifty nine twenty four. uh twenty-four. But uh a target for now, right now, I keep an eye on it for the remainder of the day. Six oh nine. If it blasts through six oh nine, it goes like to six twenty-seven and then comes, you know, crashing through there It's something. But uh wow, big move. It's up a lot. I don't know how much volume this trades on uh in a regular session, but there's one brave soul out there bidding this up $63.54. They want the April. stock. They need the stock. They, they, this they is are, the
2: stock I've got I've got to own it. I
0: think I missed it. That was it. a I, great
2: I, report. You buy stocks having great reports, and they go higher. But we're not in 2020 anymore. We're, we're, Next.
1: We're in Kansas? I don't know.
2: Under I don't know not where we are, anymore. but I can tell you we are not in 2020. All right. You know what?
0: Um, we got to give uh, Cameron Dawson some credit. Because okay. when she when she was on last week, right?
2: Two weeks ago, I think.
0: Was it two weeks ago?
2: I don't know. Time flies, just...
0: Joel. I lose track of time too. Okay. Which we're not. She said we're not Nas anymore. She did say you that. You guys game. say Kansas, so we're, okay. we're going to stick to that. Don't say we're not Kansas. All right, a kid. Let's, uh, well, let's move away to a different kind of a uh, stock and company here. Let's go to. I just want to uh, say one thing: Disney yeah. gave some back to yesterday. That could have been some of the market it's conditions. One, it's as mar- well. it all market related.
2: I mean, everything is market related. Some of these companies are reporting <laughs> really good quarters, and they give them back. So the macro effects are trumping everything, right? Yeah, now. there you go. Sometimes you have a market where the Guy macro spends. means nothing. This is a market where the macro means everything. This is a market where the macro matters. Bullard comments matter. People say, don't listen to headlines. Don't trade with headlines. Nonsense. (laughs) Listen to what is happening around you. You can look at the charts. Again, the prettiest chart in the whole world. Oh, it's so bullish. It looks so awesome. This is a perfect cup and handle. It's got to go up. Bullard comes out, says we're going to raise rates, you know, by, you know, maybe in intermeeting and going up a full (laughs) point Once we're going down buddy we're going down your cup and handle ain't worth a, the, the ain't worth nothing in that case it's it's not worth it's not worth the coffee that's in the cup it's not so i mean we can look at technical analysis and in some cases no, it really me. applies and we not can sure. use it after the fact we can use it before the fact but i'll tell you you get information like that you get the hell out as quickly as you possibly can if you're a trader that's what you do now we're green headlines matter now you know? we're great now if we're great investor maybe it doesn't if you're a trader and you're ignoring all headlines you're gonna get ripped i, I you don't know like you'll be like oh well what's happening with the market oh it's just selling off it must have been you know some you know moving average death cross or something <laughs> going on <laughs> not Bullard. Look at, look at what's going on it matters if you're a day trader and you're not watching headlines you're nuts i'll tell you i make money from everybody that doesn't look at headlines. <laughs> I promise you that. I've been profitable for a hundred consecutive months, more than that, oh, no, 20, 20 years.
0: Said, how long, 20 years.
2: Profitable every single month in my day trading account. You know why? Because I look at the headlines. You know why? Because I get new information and I move my entire positions and I change my opinion like that. That's what they want you to think, that, oh, you can just look at a pretty chart and you're gonna make money and beat the market. There's <laughs> six million people looking at charts. Maybe you should start to couple in some other tools in your toolbox.
0: Uh boy, you just said so many things there. Oh uh, what matters. Headlines I was I was matter. hesitant I to say I this. this. I was hesitant to say this um you know before and obviously it's pulling out now. We the, I believe the market was trading at uh forty-five fifty when uh, Bullard made that statement, right? And then we went all the way down and then we went to fit, we dropped a hundred handles and stuff and then uh I don't know if uh, Spinner saw it, but someone else came out from the Fed and said something, right? That Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I heard a posturing on, for the three minutes I had CNBC on that they said, well, some of the other Fed board members says that's not true. And this that, and the other thing. So I'm like, OK, well, the spoo should go back to 4550 then because that's where it was. And that's where we were at 4575. We could go all the way back and make a new high for the week. Like, oh, what Buller said? Oh, whatever. Who's going to forget about it? And that's where you couple the
2: technicals with the news. And that's where you really start to get an edge. Not just looking just at the technicals, but looking at the news and saying, we've got a negative catalyst. We're selling off. Where are we going? And that's where the Joel O'Connor levels come in. So you can see how you put it all together to make yourself a more efficient trader. Let the news dictate the direction for you. Then look to the technicals to think, what's the potential? Where can we go? It's not a coincidence we turned on a dime at yesterday's high. That was a technical turn. Oh, that
0: was beautiful. But
2: but it was already starting to turn before the Bullard comments. It was stalled out Oh, yeah, out there. it was. T- it stalled total. out there. So if you look at the chart, we went up there. We stalled right at yesterday's high. That's a pure technical trade. But right then, there. you know, we get the Bullard. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, we got a double top in place. We have the Bullard comments and boom. You get the initial headline. It's like, oh, we sell off 15 S&P ha- handles on it. That, that's when the Bullard handles, when, when Bullard came out. Well, it wasn't like we sold off 800 Dow points just like that. We, You all of a sudden had new information. And then you get a little bit of bounce. Oh, the buy the dippers come in sell that bounce, sell that bounce, because this is not done. The institutional traders are slow and they move money and they see that information like, oh, crap, we need, we are too, we are too long right now. We need to start working our way out. And it takes them all day. They're working VWAP. They're doing all the things. The institutional money is how day traders make money in between that. Because you know the big money is going to come in, and it's slow. It moves in slow. It's like the big boat coming through. you know. The, it's going to you know push. And you're the little one. You can maneuver around. So that's your edge. As a small guy, you can maneuver in and out very quickly. Those big guns, those big – that's why those money managers – to be honest with you, that's probably why eighty percent of just thinking out loud here. It's probably why eighty percent of all money managers don't beat the market. It's hard to beat the market when you're moving that much when in and out. Your slippage is high. You've got so much more expenses. It's tough.
0: You know, I want to make one more point here. Uh, just you know, when you're going about the technicals here, and you know how I like I like I say Bullard and I say Facebook and I you know things like this. If you look at the high from last week. That was forty five eighty six in the S and P's, and the spiders is probably right there too. So you gave a you gave a poke at it right uh, a couple days ago, right? And you came back. So all right, then this day we got Facebooked, right? And then and then we got Am- you know, and then we got googled and Amazoned, and we're right back up. But if you want to, that that's a five star level right there. I mean, I don't. We're still eighty four handles away from there. But you saw the way we went up. That is. Yeah that is the level. I don't care about these two tops here and off right here I don't care about them I care about these right here and that's what we need for another leg higher really selling or shorting between here and that level which is 75 80 handles away it's just you just put you just you're guessing you know it's a long it's a long way to go but and then on the downside you know we really haven't even taken out the loaf for the week so we're grinding right it's going to be a grinder i i don't know i mean a lot of people are going to be nervous about the supposed meeting on um, on monday uh who knows with that but uh we're in a range and it's a wild range and we're hitting the bottom of the top of the range in the same day
2: and we're back to the headline driven market again just like we were with covid before we're now driven by commentary on interest rates it's the driver so you all of a sudden get bullard just shooting off his mouth a little bit on the side and boom you know it's it's impactful so you know the next comment could you know move the market as well if it comes from a fed official so anyways that's and my throw rant. in
0: throw in a little uh ukraine you know russia ukraine throw that and, in. and
2: and that's a while that's sitting in the background and i still don't think that's a main catalyst for the market here yet but it's something that could be So there's a reason, and you and Mitch are correct. There's a reason oil has been holding up as well as it has. I mean, not the last two days, but, you know, it's driven by, you know, obviously the risk of, you know, something else going south over there. But I think the market is still focused, and we saw it clearly yesterday, on the interest rate picture. Yep. And when you have a comment coming out from Bullard, and obviously he's one of the more hawkish, like let's call it, you know, it's not like, you know, and that's what they're going to be saying today. If the market rallies back, they're like, well, bullard's is always hawkish. You know, so the, the media will always find the reason to justify the move. So if we continue to sell off, they're going to say, oh, it's Bullard, obviously, you know, it was, we're selling off because of what Bullard said. If we bounce back, they're like, well, Bullard is always hawkish. That's why we bounced back. So they're going to the media is going to justify either way. But the catalyst was Bullard. And now you got to reevaluate. You got to reevaluate some of these positions. And, you know, do we go back risk on? Today's a big, important day, but the market has new information that maybe this Fed is going to be more aggressive than we thought they were.
0: And, uh, you know, another thing too, like the banks, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, I got a, got an eight star level for you here, maybe even a 10 star. Look at this Bank of America at 50, Dennis, hit it in, uh, hit it in, um, January and then we just three times they tried to push it through there a couple times. So I don't know if we're getting back and breaking out over fifty, but uh that sold off with the money it was real strong in the you know in the morning. But uh that's a, just a big, that's going back to October two thousand seven. When it traded fifty-two and a quarter. So for you bank traders, there's there's your catalyst. And here,
2: you know, look at the bank charts, and that was interesting in itself as well. So you had a very hawkish comments coming out and the banks, they hit the banks they hit the banks on it should they be hitting the banks on it doesn't make much sense you know but they pulled the rug out from everything yesterday it was a start to sell everything even even consumer staples were all hiding in her proctor and gambles you know what the proctor and gamble chart and i've been saying this on this show for the last week i've been saying it for the last month it's been trading the same range I still think too much money is hiding in consumer staples. I still think that money is going to get hit here eventually, no matter what happens. We go back to risk on, and I think those stocks are getting hit because it's not attractive anymore. But if it really starts to get ugly, they hit all stocks. So don't just think because you're hiding in Procter & Gamble that you're safe. The only place you're safe is if it really starts to
0: get ugly is U.S. dollars. I just wanted to mention <clears throat> Greg and, said he and, could not and, see... and ibon and i bonds and i bonds just and so. i bond. Greg mentioned it we didn't have I did have the chart up when I was talking about no, uh, no that,
1: it, it, you had it up. I didn't put it up because I wanted to I wanted to see your faces, so. I'm sorry, everyone, that I, I pulled Joel's chart up at too late for you to to get what are you. Okay,
0: saying, what are you <laughs> well, just what I want to say. I, I put the chart back up there now yeah. for the spy. The S and P is much prettier because you can, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't, it doesn't have the gaps. That is, we could argue about that forever. It's no big deal. Um, the same indicator. Uh it best was during the during the covid and the crash when things got really crazy with you putting together the spider but anyways what i wanted to say to you to you all out there you see this in the s and i don't know what stocks you're trading but take a look if you got a similar formation you know and especially in the big components apple kind of like that that had the high so that will be your level you know, moving forward for this week, or if you need a target, Microsoft is a little bit more, you know, wormy. That better hold 300. Wow, look at that 300 level. But just overall, because I we can't pull up every stock and pull out and point out every every high, but see if that correlates, especially if your your stock is a big component in the S and P's or move, you know, has a high beta and moves with the market. I just wanted to throw that in there.
1: Uh, these last. 10 or so minutes were like t- t- 10 of the best minutes on this show. I think in quite some time, you guys, you guys fired up today, Dennis. Did you all or something?
2: Did you, <laughs> did I'm you just agree? fired up, like, I'm fired up some days, I'm not fired up other days. I don't know what to say. I mean, I, you know, this market, I and mean, again, people want to come on and make the call. I, don't, I can't even tell you which direction we're going to go today. You know, you, I usually can do pretty good to predicting out five minutes from now, you start to see the opening. you start to see different feel. Uh, you know, different information, but to say where we're going to end up today, this is a coin right. flip right now, random walk, because it, it, it all depends. Somebody could say something. I mean, like, you know, they're talking now here. They're talking about the Fed on TV again, you know, uh, on Bullard. But I mean, somebody else could just say something and it could change the entire narrative again. So I sit here and I wait for the next headline to dictate my next move, <laughs> at, least from a, at least from a swing trading perspective.
0: Uh You know why I'm fired up, Spencer. Uh the Super Bowl? I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh, Michigan's game last night? Yeah. yeah. Actually,
0: I yeah. did something last night that I've never done before. Joel, are, are you going to bet on the Super Bowl, please? No, I'm not going to bet on the Super Bowl. I, I don't know who <sighs> I want to win. But you <laughs> know what I did? You bet on Michigan. No, I, did, I didn't bet. I went right. I went um, to the game. Okay, okay. I, I have a cousin that's a whole another story. Young cousin living in Ann Arbor, trying to create the new Facebook, living in Ypsilanti. And I wanted to get together with him. I said, let's go to the game, right? And uh, I'll take you out for dinner. And he's like, sure. So we make all these plans. I drive up to Ann Arbor. We go out to dinner. Nice place. And then he's, he's, he's working on creating something better than Facebook. And he was like, my, my, uh, my boys want to have an emergency meeting. Uh, cause we're, we're talking to VC tomorrow. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, I don't think I, I got to go. I can't go to the game. And I walk outside and it's like 10 degrees out and the wind's howling. And it's a long walk into the game. And I think I so you know what? I'm going home. And so I drove up to Ann Arbor, had a great dinner, went home. Cause I, I had a feeling Michigan was going to win. And then I missed a great game. So that's the first time I ever went to a Michigan game. I didn't go to the game. But they won. I came home. I can't believe it. I'm like, I'm not, I can't believe I'm not there cheering, but they did it without me. I don't know people. You didn't like that story. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, Let's do a few minutes
1: of ticker time here. we got five minutes and we're going to bring money. Mitch on. He's going to run through his charts, but, uh, drop your tickers for us in the chat. We will take a look and, uh, Preferably not a stock we look at every day or not a stock that where the charts look all, look all the same in the same direction. Let's find some interesting things out here. Uh, all right. I'm just going to go as I see them here. All right. Oh, okay. I mean, the first one I saw is Cloudflare, which is ticker NET. had um, earnings. Yeah. Yesterday, right? After the close? After the close, Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, we can talk it if you want to talk it. It's tough, um, you know. When you got the earnings stock, kind of in the middle of nowhere from a tactical oh, basis. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah, making this is just a, a right. curveball all, right. all the way. Um,
0: I'd say no. Joel's, love Joel's got love. level. I mean, Joel's <laughs> no, taking no. a swing. Ah, uh, no, I, 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 mean, if this thing really has the hops and they really love it, maybe the jam at uh, 140. Who knows? Uh, pre-market high 128. I will say the fact that it's trading up. Uh, if you do get some kind of pullback here, I think you're going to find buyers 76 to 120, so that's 20, 25, 45, 22. and out a half. Of your math, great. Yeah, nah, it's not going to get that right. low. 100 bucks on right. the downside. Is, it doesn't look like it's going to
1: happen. Is, did you you saw Uber
2: yesterday, right? Yes. Yeah. That was, wasn't that I weird. Day before
0: wasn't that so weird?
1: How often do bizarre But He's...
2: again, this is Bullard, so it was fine. No, 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 no. You know, oh, you will with no. the news, with the intraday news, yeah.
1: Yeah, before that, before yeah. Pollard. Yeah. this they, they report earnings, what, Wednesday after the close? Yeah. And Thursday morning, Thursday, they're doing their investor day, and they, they have to haul the stock because they're going to give more guidance? I don't think I've ever seen that Yeah, before.
2: and then they hammered it on it. I see the bar, 2 you're talking about. It was weird. What a weird day yesterday was. Just a
1: strange
2: day overall. It's, it's a day, and again, it's the same thing here. You just yeah. – I don't know it, it's a it's a tough trading environment right now I'm not gonna you know say oh yeah you know I have the crystal ball here and I can call this next move there's some markets that are easy to call and then there's this market that's just like random and a headline driven market but on individual stocks the macros matter too I mean it was getting bought and come up with a guy to hammer it it's it's tough
0: yeah, this it's a big bar. Let's hold yesterday's low, and you got another pair of lows under that. I just my overall thing, no position. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm kind of more bullish reopening than 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 usual. So that's the way I'm leaning in this stock. But uh, no opinion, no position. A lot of people stuck from yesterday, and let's hold. Uh, let's hold, basically got three lows in the same area. Let's see if we can uh, rally off that. All right. Every few
1: weeks we look at um, Lockheed. Someone asks us about Lockheed Martin, MLT. Like every couple of weeks we, we bring the stock up on the show, and uh, I don't I don't know what just happened this morning. I don't know if that's real real ticker or, or what that 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 bar is this morning, but LMT is one of the it. it you know, at least this year, it's it's in an uptrend.
2: You got I, this, I, right, I, Dennis? Uh, well, Ukraine could have something to do with this too. You know, Joel yeah. as well. You, you get, you know, and when you, you look at, you know, all of them, General Dynamics, Lockheed Martin, NOC. Yeah. I mean, so, so when you get geopolit- geopolitical uncertainty, you know, you get these stocks do pick it up. There's value, though, too, here. I mean, this is a value stock, Lockheed Martin. This is the kind of stock that I actually would like to own my portfolio. And I did own my portfolio, but I sold out of it and I shouldn't have. Um it, it, it's a value oriented market. If you look through a lot of the stocks with the lower PEs and Naki Martin isn't super low, but it's not high either. What's a P on this thing? If 16? I had a, if I had a guess, I would say below thirty. Teens. I'm, I'm guessing I'm, teens. I'm gonna
1: guess below thirty. It's fourteen. Yeah. Yeah,
2: fourteen? Yeah. Yeah. So teens. It's it's fairly cheap. So these are the kind of market stocks, Warren Buffett type of stock. I don't think he owns it, but it's his type of stock that's doing well hey, in this environment. Hey, don't hey, speaking yourself. of we're still what, in a value market.
1: Speaking of reminder, Dennis, if you still care, I don't know if you do, but I am interested. Tuesday is the forty-five day deadline from the end of the court, the end of uh, Q four. So we're going to get a bunch of thirteen F filings to Monday after the close, Tuesday
2: after the close. So Tuesday is going to be thirteen. Monday, days. Monday and Tuesday, Monday and yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday is when, is when we'll get Buffett. Uh, I, he, he always comes late, right? Well,
1: he's wait till the end as he's wanting to do. Um,
0: and I'm betting a wooden nickel that he sold some apple. I I don't know. I keep saying uh, it. Maybe.
1: Well, maybe. Well.
0: that you, you could w- be right
1: let's come back to that on Monday I, I may. Yeah, want to I could be,
0: I keep saying it might as well
1: let's come back to that bet I, I could be interested in that bet let's come back to that on Monday uh, all
2: right we'll revisit that one yeah let, let's revisit that bet uh, after the weekend
1: all right uh, it's 8 59 here so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring money Mitch on let him run for uh, for a few minutes tell us what is on his radar this morning the rest of us are gonna hop uh, Dennis is gonna go do his thing Joel's gonna go do pre-market prep plus on PremarketPrep.com. prep.com' I'm going to go get ready to host our all-access show going live at nine fifteen. So that's where we're at right now. Mitch, good morning.
0: Yeah, I just good want fun. to say real. I just want to say real quick. Uh, make I got Sean Udall come on today, and he's guys' mm-hmm. going to talk the Fed and. You know, he'll be talking about uh, some stocks that are just getting absolutely annihilated that he wants to buy the dip on. So I'm going to – anyone can get in here. I just threw the link in there. So I'll see you all over there. Everyone have a good day. Oh,
1: man. Uh, He wants to buy the dip. Uh, That should be fun. All right. Uh, I'm going to go get ready for all access. Godspeed to you all. I'll see you in 15 minutes, Mitch. The floor is yours, sir time
4: to get to it let's go ahead traders how we doing out there guys hope you guys are doing well just checking on my mic here making sure i can hear myself here perfect Mm -hmm. we're good here you guys in the chat let me know if you guys can hear me well all right let's go ahead let's get into it got to pull up my charts here so one thing that we're going to definitely watch is reopening trades um this has been very important to kind of keep your eye on So we're going to go ahead and take a look at some of these plays. Um, And with that being mentioned, I mean, let's, let's just start it off at the top, right? What has been leading the, the highest move is actually cruise lines it's actually interesting um i know that a lot of people aren't looking probably at carnival cruise but look at the move that it's put in since monday we started talking about the reopening trade mm-hmm. essentially in last week and we started looking for it it's made about a 16 percent move in just one week we've talked about how it's been hard to find some big winners but definitely CCL's has been looking great right here we'll see if we can continue kind of making a run in ccl if you see yesterday i was looking for pullbacks for these to kind of get short but They just were keep fighting and they were fighting the the turnaround. And to me, that just shows me that there's some strength. There's some bulls in these names. I'm actually looking for pullback buys to get back into these reopening trades as I see them setting on up a move for like CCL. I would love for it to get a little bit trappy here, going back down to 22, and then I can grab it off to 21. But I also made a great trade on American Airlines this week and a little part of me regretting I sold because it's holding really well in these pullbacks. Uh, American Airlines, now we're talking some airline stocks. We're getting up there about 13%. Now we're in around 11%. We're going to look for a little pullback to 18 today, see if we can get that. But it does look good like it pop above 19. Um, if we take a look here at my index for airlines, look how this is really taking off. This is I think it's so important to watch is if you're not keeping up with the rotations, you're going to miss out on rotations that you probably probably should have caught. And to me, this was the reopening trade. I think a lot of traders are just focused on growth and yeah, growth is awesome. But I mean, if you, if you miss these types of plays, you're going to end up regretting it. At least that's what I see out there. Um, I'll put myself full screen here, you guys, so you guys can see the charts a little bit better. So airlines is interesting as it continues to get strong. I would keep watching these. Um, uh, but let's talk about some reopening trades that you probably aren't thinking about. Uh, let's get into the lodging play that I took this week, which was a B and B uh, Airbnb really pushing on up, got there towards the resistance. We're going to look for it to continue above the 175. Um, Yeah. I'm already out of this trade guys. I'll look for a little pullback, but it's, Definitely is looking strong there, Airbnb. And if you take a look, Hilton was the one that we talked about. Watch for it to lead lodging and really start taking off. If you look at that one, that one's really been taking off since Monday. Oh, actually, that's Friday's candle. Here's Monday's candle. And then you can see it's really gone up. It's gone about 6%. It's not the biggest mover, but something definitely to keep on watch. Now, where most people are not looking is something like this, like a stock like Dave & Buster's. Look at this stock yesterday. Look at a daily chart on this one. I'm actually going to the weekly so you guys can see a little bit clearer here. And now I'm going to be looking for levels above 40 for this to continue back up there towards 42 where it hit yesterday. Um, If we look here on the hourly, you're going to see how it kind of went up there towards 42, pulled on back there towards the support of 39. Now I want to see if it gets back above 40s and tries to take out those 42s. You probably aren't watching a stock like they've busters but i definitely say you keep it on watch another monster mover has been trucking uh, usak is the stock that i pointed out on monday's move when it made this massive move on up and it's continued three four days into the green we'll see if this turns around today and kind of cracks 24 on the downside coming back towards 22 uh, but definitely trucking has taken off just be careful of course this move's extended but we'll see what happens All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep it going. What's going on in the chat? I'll definitely grab some stocks from you guys out there. But first things first, hit the like button and definitely hit the subscribe if you're new to the show below. All right, so let's get to oil plays here. I'm going to call out Oxy. I did see it in the chat there um what kind of charts do I like in oil I'm going to call out oxy here I do like the move if it can get back and hold this 41 right now it's above it I'm actually going to look for a slight tick down here right out the gates and then taking out that 4125 on the upside uh I know that someone in the chat called this out, so good eye, whoever uh, called that out. I kind of missed what the name was, but I did catch the chart. And I'm going to be watching to see if Oxy can kind of hold the pullbacks and get back on up there towards 42 today. We'll see if it can get moving. Of course, oil and gas is going to be a lot reliant on what's going on in Iran right now and also Russia. So keep your eyes on the macro news for oil. All right, guys. So another trade that we can take a look at is yesterday Uber got halted and then taking a hard hit after when it opened up. Be careful in these trades. Uh, I saw some people actually longing into Lyft, into that pop. We'll see what happens on these. I actually would look for these for kind of shorts, Lyft and Uber today. But like always, do your own risk assessment. Let's keep going, guys. I'm going to look at basic materials now. Let's go ahead and do that. A lot of people are calling out stocks like Cliff and U.S. Steel. So we could take a look at the Steel Index. And you can look here. You've been kind of getting a little bit of a pullback. Now let's see if we start taking off in Steel. Um, Of course, let's go ahead. Let's take a look at Cliff. Cliff is actually getting hit hard here in the pre-market down there at 7 a.m. towards 8 a.m. Got hit about 8% on the downside. So just be careful there with Cliff as you're seeing that downside action. Same thing you're probably seeing right now in U.S. Steel. We'll see if these can find bottoms, of course, inflationary trade. But these already ran into this, right? So this made a nice 13% move. Look for like about a kind of 50% retrace, let's say, around uh, – This 23 level to really start bottoming out and then coming right back on up over that. We'll see what happens on U.S. Steel. All right, let's keep going, guys. I got one to keep on your radar today. Um, BLDR, we know that it had the news right on, on Monday. It actually gave back those gains. Now has gone sideways a couple days. I'm going to actually look for it to get strong through 425 today. I think this is a very important stock to keep on your radar. We're talking LiDAR play. Had good news. Went down on that. Now that it's created a bottom area, I'm going to look for it to really just get a quick spike. A lot of that's going to be based off of the volume. Look for volume to start increasing here. On the 15-minute, you should see volumes above the 2.5 million out the gates and really starting to get moving. We'll look for high relative volume in VLDR. All right, catching up with the chat. What's going on out there? I have seeing a lot of people throw up some stocks, so I'll definitely start running through some of these. Hit the like button. We got Bill in the house, Yang, Robert, C, Crypto, CZ, Allen, Red in the house, Paul, Hertz, Nick, Anthony. What's going on, guys? It's good to have you guys in the chat. Daniel, I always love to see you guys. Julie, even the riffraff in the house, guys. So definitely let's keep it on going. And if you guys got a stock, throw it on up. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going through. Uh, I see, uh, you know, a little Reddit, uh, Reddit type Wall Street bets stock being mentioned in the chat. We'll see if that can get back on through there. But we know how it was fighting to try to get on in the highs there in the 90s. This XLEA, um, I, I personally just don't like it. It's not my biggest chart to watch. One I tell you, keep on watch, guys. If you guys want to take a look at some auto manufacturing, NIO. NIO kind of popped back yesterday. I want to see if it can hold this hourly support of 25, get back up through 26 today. And if you do see NIO move, take a look at some of the other kind of EVs also like XPEV um, and LI to kind of get a little push. We can keep an eye out on all those to see if we get a signal through this. On LI, we'll look for above 29.75s for push towards 30. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. Hola, Sandra. How are we doing out there? Let's keep it going. Bill in the house. DCFC. Way up. All right. I'll take a look at that one. Let's let's go ahead. DCFC. All right, guys. We should be getting on out of here in just about Six minutes going to get you on over to All Access where we've got a lot of stocks that are going to be a part of the All Access today. I hope you guys join us. I'll be trading live in the chat. Also, of course, you guys can stay up with our Discord. We do have a Discord for live trading with Benzinga. I'll be throwing up some charts when I take trades on there. All right, let's look at DCFC here. As you guys can see, some bottoming action by the thirteens, sideways action right now. It was really strong the last two days, but I, I really do like when you get sideways action on the hourly. It really gives you a nice clear level of defined support. And I think right here you got a clear the level underneath, let's say 1275. I would kind of start getting in that bear sense but as long as it can hold that on pullbacks it could come back and try to take out the highs there um, so what I would do is I'd draw two points here one two, Those are the two points and it actually connects over here and now you have a trend line. All right. So now what I'd be looking for is pullbacks to the nine EMA to hold around 1372 is the nine EMA right above it is the VWAP at 1391. So look for somewhere in between there to catch some good volume and then try to take out this candle here, which is 1523 big range on this one. I'm going to keep it on watch guys. So I appreciate you guys throwing it up in the chat. All right, smash that like. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look here. What other stocks could you be looking at maybe for a Super Bowl trade, right? GDPI was one that had the news of uh kind of the super bowl ad it's going to be airing its ad in the first quarter sunday um so definitely keep your eyes on this one it did rock it on up yesterday and chris catchy got to give a shout out to my man chris Ketchy out there you guys don't know who chris Ketchy is he's one of our best writers and covers so many different stocks he's the one that brought me this stock he said mitch Take a look at GGPI today. It could make moves. And look how that rip happened. Definitely a big shout out to him. And now I'm going to keep this one on radar to see if we can get a quick dip closer towards 11.08, trying to get there and then really rip through 11.33s. I'll be watching this one for a day trade momentum style trade. We'll see what happens on GGPI. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep it going. BBIG, not really anything for me unless it gets back above five. I did see it moving yesterday. But I'll, I'll kind of watch these other ones for me right now. So I'm just talking about IRNT. I did see yesterday that stock was getting heavily manipulated. Um, I ended up getting a small victory in this one, getting on out on the, the rest of the shares. But it looked like it was going to get through five yesterday. We'll see if it gets back through five today. I only would take a look at it above 450s. Um, so I'll set an alert there for us. But personally, it's not my favorite. Uh, so for the stadium push. Uh, yeah, you can look for that today. See if you get a push towards 1359. But I wouldn't expect much more than that. Uh, doesn't mean that you can't take that trade, right? I mean, that, that, that'd be still 7% trade. One thing that I've been seeing in this market, and Dennis was talking about it, is I don't see huge gains in this market right now, at least for traders. Uh, One thing that I did is I started bringing down my parameters, right? So my parameters usually were a little bit wide in 2021 and 2020 because it wasn't hard for me to make 20% on the upside. Um, But now it's been to the point where you start seeing it in your data. It's starting to get hard. And if I hold towards that 20%, a lot of times my trades will go back to break even. And so that's not what I want. I'm more than comfortable with taking a smaller reward size. If that means oh, I'm going to get the reward, well, then that's definitely what we're shooting for. So what I did was normally my percentages would be about on my swing trades, about 5% risk, 20% to the upside. I lowered them down to around 3 to 4% on the risk and about 7 to 10% on the upside We should even get a little bit lower on the risk. But right now with all this volatility, I'm keeping it at that three to 4% because, man, we're getting these swings in the markets where you get this huge range and then you can get stopped out and the stock keep coming on up. So it's a difficult market out there. You just got to be careful. All right, what's go else is being talked in the chat? Gold being brought up there. So I'll de- definitely take a look at that. You guys know I took a day trade on that uh, recently. Actually, it, is, it turned into a swing with the last bit of shares, but we'll see what happens on there. All right, let's go ahead. Let's take a look there. Uh, gold, how's gold going to react today? Of course, it came down yesterday, so you want to see it just really start strong right out the gates, get through that 1950. We'll see if it can get back on up there all right uh looks like zen being mentioned in the chat of course zendesk uh kind of moving on up there i had that takeout offer we'll see if it takes out 120. i think this is going to come closer towards 110 today but like always guys make your own risk assessment it's not my favorite trade there All right, let's go ahead. Aluminum being talked about in the chat. Akoa has actually been coming on down. But one thing you can clearly see is this has been a decent run, right? And so you could be pulling back a little bit here. You had about a 32% run. Maybe you get about into the 16% area. So you're looking into this gap zone. 65 is the area that I'd be looking to get a dip by if I wanted to swing trade this. So that's what I would be looking, an area into this 65 That would be interesting because I could risk off the recent resistance. Use that as my support for it to come back up through the 75s. Right now, I wouldn't be looking at it. But like always, if this candle turns around and gets back towards the green, you could look for a breakout uh, either above yesterday's close or above this candle's close, which is above that, let's say, 72 mark. That's a, a COA. So if you guys want to take a look at that, go ahead and do so. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and wrap on up, bring you guys to all access where we learn about stocks. And I think that's so important because like Dennis talked about early, you can look at charts all day, but if you don't combine variables, I feel like you, know, you just are going to fight consistency in this market. And that's what I like to do, guys. I like to use three variables. A lot of that's going to be using story, fundamentals, and technicals. And so up next, you're going to get into a lot of what the story is so learn about the story of these companies and see if any of these stories stand out to you so go ahead and check it all out i'll send you guys over to benzinga all access and join me there as i trade live in the chat we'll see you guys there and like always hit the like button before you get on out of here guys smash that like we'll see you next time right here on pre-market prep